magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show episode number 497. Whew, uh, sorry we missed last week's show. We had some things pop up kind of last minute and uh, weren't able to record at our normal time. And um, so we took it as an opportunity to have a four day extended celebration of America and freedom. Right. And uh, light off fireworks and uh, all that good stuff. So. Apologies for missing a show. We are back this week. We got a lot of stuff to catch up on. I guess I don't know. I looked through the last week's news and I was like, I don't know. Well, this, we could talk about game stuff, but the Switch stuff seems pretty crazy. That happened on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. We could talk about uh-huh. the Switch stuff. Yeah. So if you somehow have managed to avoid the internet rage surrounding this, kudos to you because you did it better than I did. But um, basically, so I, I think that there's a lot going on with this. So. The Switch, the alleged Switch Pro has been rumored, God, like forever, basically. Since right? the Switch came out? Yeah, like since the Switch was announced <laughs> and it, it became clear that it didn't do uh, 4K. Yeah. Uh, right. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to buy this one. I'm going to buy the Switch Pro that's going to come out Which anytime. Which is surely now. just a couple months away. Yeah. yeah. Which, of course, hasn't happened. You know, like all they've really oh. done is um, they did that kind of like stealth update with the different yeah. processor to get like way better battery. Um, yep. But, you know, still plays all the games the same and everything else. And right. now they're doing cut. This is less of a stealth update because I think they kind of had to say something if they're changing the screen size. But right. Um, so Switch is largely going to be identical from a um, kind of like hardware power standpoint. And instead they're switching mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. what is it like a six point seven inch LCD screen to a seven inch OLED. seven inch something like that yeah slightly um, bigger a little bit less bezel and i guess like making some very minor modifications to like the speakers to make it a little bit louder again which yeah. was cool because yeah. the the previous stealth update to the switch made the speakers better too so that's neat right um and the dock has a ethernet port on it whereas before you need to buy like a ten dollar yeah. USB adapter on Amazon. The dock is also at least visually slightly redesigned too. I'm not sure if there's other stuff going on, but I remember there was a big to do about the docks, like scratching your screen or warping or doing yeah. whatever. Uh, I wonder if they addressed a couple things to try to, uh, to fix those problems, but also it, it just looks nicer. Like I really like the white one. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It just looks like a nicer dock in general. So, um, but I don't know. And, and you know, I, I think that, reading between the lines like nintendo i think obviously is going to have a successor to the switch at some point right like to me yeah it would make a ton of sense for them to do like a switch 2 or something like that alongside the launch of the new breath of the wild because yeah. like their e3 demo of that game very clearly was not running on switch hardware right like it just like draw distance was way better frame rate was super solid for how much they were showing yeah. on screen and things like that um so I, I kind of think that they're going to end up doing like an Xbox sort of thing, how it was like you had the Xbox one and then they released mm-hmm. another console that just, you know, did 4k 
Um, yeah. That still, but still, everything plays the same, which is kind of, I guess, what they did with like the new 3DS, right? To mm-hmm. some extent. Um, but and I almost wonder, like, you know, maybe that was going to happen this year, but then COVID happened, right? And like, uh, yeah. component shortages are fucking everywhere. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if this was just kind of a necessity of Nintendo being like, shit, like, you know, these screens are really hard to come by. Like, we can't, but we can get a treasure trove of seven inch OLED screens, no problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. let's do a minor tweak on this so we don't have like a lull in supply over the holidays because the Switch has been selling constantly basically mm-hmm. since it came out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. The internet anger surrounding this has been something else, you know, like honestly, like, no company is capable of generating more rage for a product that people weren't going to buy anyway than Nintendo. Yeah. Right. Like I just don't get yeah, it. I, I, it's, it's not like, a, um, I mean, for, you don't have to buy it for one, but like for two, like people are mad. They're like, well, I don't see any reason why I'd upgrade from my current Switch to get this. And it's like, they don't. I, it's not for you. <laughs> it's yeah. for people that don't have a Switch or maybe have a super first gen or play exclusively in handheld and want a better screen. Or, you know, there's a number of reasons why this thing exists that aren't necessarily specific to your needs. Yeah. And um, at this point in time, like the Switch Pro bump. I mean, we're almost five years out from this thing being launched, right? Or four and a half years or whatever yeah. it is. It, it came out in 2017, I think. So um, at that point, a, a like mid-of-the-road bump in, in specs doesn't seem likely. It seems more likely it's going to be like the true next console, which I actually think will be straddling the line between like a true successor and, and kind of like a bump, yeah. where it's like, I don't think they're going to abandon all the stuff going on with the Switch. It's kind of like how the Series X is like largely feels the same to like the previous Xbox and it plays all the same games or whatever. I think they're going to do something like that because there's such a massive Switch library that there's no way they can be like, okay, we're going to start fresh with new exclusive games or whatever. But I do see them being like, here's a new Switch. It's more powerful. It's got all these new bells and whistles. There's going to be games that are this Switch. You can only run on this Switch. But it'll also play all your old games. Yeah. And since they're all tied to your Nintendo account anyway, it should hopefully be easy, which has been kind of a, yeah, a we'll pain about, point for Nintendo we'll consoles previously. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I still have my OG Switch, and um, it's fine. I've, I, I'm considering maybe hopping on this OLED one because um, I think a nicer screen would be nice. I like the nicer dock. Um, hard wiring it in would be kind of cool. I don't know. And and then another thing that that's kind of going unnoticed is that um, it has 64 gigs of internal storage now, which yeah. is it was 32 now. So that's that's significant. And um, so I think uh, and there might actually be. I mean, there's probably a few other weird tweaks that we won't know about until the hardware is actually out. Right, People right, can yeah. really analyze it or whatever. But um, I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense for a product that is selling out constantly all over the world still selling super well yeah there's no reason to be like you know what guys let's just try another thing like let's bring another thing out or whatever it's like no let's keep selling this thing people keep wanting it and who cares if the life cycle of this system is 10 years like it doesn't matter right i mean i think that they they probably like really learned a lesson with the wii you know to the wii u you know like if if something's selling really good and people are really into it just keep going i mean who cares? Yeah, right. You know, because like the the kind of like the genius of Nintendo is like they don't typically do like photorealism kind of stuff that requires like mm-hmm. all this power. You know, they have very distinct like 
art style that works really well with, you know, inside the constraints of the hardware. I mean, like, God, Luigi's right. Mansion looks absolutely fucking amazing, you know? Yeah, when Nintendo takes advantage of their hardware, yeah. they can really make some amazing stuff. I don't know. So we'll see. <clears throat> I mean, the thing to yeah. consider, too, is like, God, if you have a first-gen Switch, like, those have actually pretty decent resale value because... Um, yeah. they can do like the homebrew sort of like you can install yeah. like emulators and junk like that on them. Yeah. Right. Um, so if you have a first gen one, you could, and you want the new one, you probably flip it on eBay for a good amount of money. If you have the second, like, you know, the yeah. version 1.5 or whatever, yeah. very likely you'll be able to trade it into GameStop or something like that and get the right, new one right. for, I don't know, hundred bucks or 150 right. bucks or whatever, at which point it's like, all right, is the better screen and different dock and stuff worth that to you? Then if so, cool. Like rock on. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah, not, totally. your old Switch works fine. and still works, yeah. If you've been waiting for to buy a Switch because of, you want this ultimate 4K extreme gamer machine, like that'll probably never come. So Nintendo doesn't worry about want, it. isn't interested in that. That's your, get your Xbox or PlayStation for yeah. that stuff or your computer. Right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I do believe too that there's precedent for, um, so they've, they showed off the latest Breath of the Wild 2 trailer and then said 2022 release, we hope. Um, I very easily see that slipping to 2023 and the game launching alongside a new Switch console and then having that Zelda be old Switch and new Switch because they've done that with with the Wii and they did that with the Wii U and they did that with the Switch. There's always been a cross-generational Zelda game, um, which is like smart on their part because that's probably their biggest franchise except maybe like Mario. And then you launch this brand new game and you go, hey, everyone already owns our stuff. Here's the new game. Hey, everyone that doesn't own our stuff yet, buy the new thing to play the new Zelda. Right. And um, it just makes a lot of sense. And so, and then I also, I was thinking, you know, maybe by holiday next year, this could happen. But if the Switch is still selling like it is now, they're going to sell as many of the existing things as they can over holidays and then pump out a new system in like March. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be yeah, like, even if they do it then, you know, like I, I feel like if, if they're still in a situation where like as fast as they make switches, they're selling, like why would yeah. you even screw with that at all? I mean, that's true. And, and you don't know what component shortage stuff might trickle yeah. down because I feel like this will be at least a couple years out before things kind of really stabilize. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just so crazy to me reading all these people that are like, um, you know, talking about like all the flaws of the switch and how you like Nintendo yep. is doing everything wrong when it's like, man, if you, are judging a product based on its market performance. Like it honestly does not get much better than a switch. Right. Because like, no, you know, I, I mean, what other console can you think of? And I know that we're kind of in unprecedented times with component shortage and electronic stuff and everything else. But I mean, this was true before COVID really, where it was like, yeah, it was kind of like, if you wanted to go out and buy a switch for like a gift for someone or something like that, like it was a kind of a bit of work to find someone that had one, you know? Right. Like you couldn't yeah. just go to the store and buy one. Like you can buy, could yeah. buy you know a ps i mean i guess it's true the ps5 and the xbox one or xbox uh right. new xbox yeah. and stuff too so i don't know yeah it's true i i just think we do this sometimes in the iphone world where we're kind of like in this bubble of covering stuff and so it gives you sort of a skewed perspective on like what mainstream popularity is or whatever mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like there's an aspect of that with the switch too where it's like all these people being like well i can't play these games in 4k why wouldn't they have a hardware bump like whatever 
and everyone else is like, I bought a Switch. I'm playing all these games. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And I like, that's all that Animal matters. Crossing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's nothing beyond that. Like, oh, it doesn't play 4K. Like, nobody cares. They're just buying a Switch. They're taking yeah. it. They're playing it on their in their uh, on their rooftops and right. at uh, lunches and playing it outside, according to Nintendo's trailer. So, um, I don't know. I find you know, that's true for me. I play my Switch all over the place. I know. I thought that was a really weird sort of like side discourse to all this. Is Nintendo releases a new trailer. Showing people playing the Switch in various places, like by the pool on a lounge, and then there—I I agree. The weird hallway guy is weird. Like you would in your 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 house, your home's yeah, like, like your, your foyer entry bench. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a, that's a weird place to play Switch. But anyway, um, all these people coming out and being like, "What the? Who takes their Switch to a restaurant?" And it's like, I, me? <laughs> like, yeah. isn't that the whole point of the Switch? Yeah. It's like if you aren't just playing your Switch on your couch, you're a weirdo. And it's like, what? I mean, yeah, I play my Switch on my couch, but it's portable. <laughs> That's the yeah, whole I mean, point, we uh, we used to take our Switches to like the bars all the time. You know, back when the world was normal. You know, because yeah. like watch like a sports game. I mean, like, particularly like most football games and stuff. It's like you're just sitting there waiting for like the last ten minutes, right? Because mm-hmm. so yeah. why not sit there and play your Switch instead of watching commercials? And well, it's also much like smartphone gaming. It's also you click that power button and it just pauses everything instantly. Yeah. Like there, you cannot. Put a price on how awesome that is when you just want to like hop in for a few minutes and dick around and then be done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought a lot of people should show their true colors of weird yeah, hermit like, gamers. Oh, no, actually, you're the weirdo here, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, people play a switch outside their house. Why? Yeah. Handheld. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I like I said, I'm I'm tempted by it. We'll see what happens when it comes out. We'll see if it's even you can even get one, right? Like it might just be a, a sold out scalpers nightmare type. Situation. Oh, I'm sure but it will uh, be. I mean, that's, that's the I'm sure thing it will too. Be too like but people losing their mind. Oh, who's going to buy us? It'll fucking sell out. Don't worry. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. um, but I, uh, so speaking of scalpers, so the last show two weeks ago that we had, I w- was like all excited. I had got an Xbox series X. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, bought it through the Xbox all access program through Walmart, which is the one where they run a credit check and then you pay monthly to pay it off over the course of two years. And, um, it's like 35 bucks a month or whatever, plus two years of game pass. Pretty good deal. And when you add it all up, it's, it's, it's not, it's a little bit of a savings if you were going to buy all that on its own, but not dramatic, but still it's nice that there's no interest rate and there's no like extra tacked on yeah. like a buying a bundle with a bunch of crap you don't want or yeah they don't like care they, like, just, they just want you to have game pass for two years <laughs> yeah like, game pass two years already want that get the console for a normal price i already want that so so it was a nice thing and, and it was one of the only ways that you could get one because it was in stock or so i was told oh, um no. so you my saga no oh, so the God. saga with this is that um the uh the so the whole all access program is ran through a third party um, not Microsoft itself and not any of the stores themselves. So it's not oh, directly really? through Walmart, or you can also do this through GameStop or Target or Best Buy. Um, they all have the all-access program, but none of them are directly involved with it. Um, it's actually this third-party company called Lift Forward, I think is their name, and then the, the financing company is Citizens One Bank or Citizens That's Bank or something like, like that. Like, I would have figured that Microsoft, being as large as they are, would just manage this program internally. I would have thought so, too. But that is not the case. And so in my in my particular case, of course, this happens to me. Um, the dates or around the dates, I think I ordered mine the 22nd, but I think it pretty much was from the 19th to the 23rd. 
um, people were able to order one through the all access on Walmart and it kept saying it was in stock. Um, so everyone that ordered from that batch turns out they didn't actually have the stock and they were selling them anyway. And so it turned into this whole, um, clusterfuck of, of people. I, f- I find this like, I'm, I'm curious what's going on. Cause like, so the yeah. order the whole time, you know, you get, you get this little, um, you get an email when you put your order in and it's like, here's your like customer portal. Right. And again, this isn't through Walmart or anything like that. It's its own thing. And you go to the customer portal and it tells you, here's your order number. Um, here's the date it ships. Here's the delivery date too. So it told me from day one, June 30th delivery. So I was like, cool. I was like, wow, that seems really fast, but you know, whatever. Um, and so the, the order, the order page is forever showing preparing order and it never changes for anything different. Even right up, getting closer to June 30th, I was yeah. like, okay, what's the deal? This thing hasn't like shipped or it doesn't, it, nothing changed. It just keeps saying preparing order. And so I start getting a little concerned. And, um, so I go online and I, I look up and this all access program has been going since the consoles launch in November. And so there's a lot of people through the different, you know, restocking phases over the months and over the past like eight months or whatever, um, who have been like, oh yeah, I used all access. It was really weird. The customer portal never changed from preparing order. It just showed up in my door. And then like two days after I got it, it was like, hey, your order shipped. And so that told me like, okay, this isn't out of the ordinary for like the customer portal to not be super up to date or whatever. It's just whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I won't stress too hard or whatever. Never changed to shipping, never nothing. Um, A lot of people in most cases said it showed up before the date that it said in their customer portal Mm. thing. Um, So I was sort of like, keeping an eye out before June 30th, like, Hey, that'd be cool if it showed up before. Um, it didn't. And then June 30th rolls around and then I'm like, okay, I gotta be on high alert. Cause we actually went to, I think we went up to my parents' house on either the day before or the 30th. And I was like, of course I'm going to leave yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. going to show up on my doorstep and I'm going to be like 30 minutes away yeah, and not be able to get you it. Don't, you don't have a house that's very conducive to having a $500 thing sitting on the porch. Well, no one's house really is, but yeah, I definitely have a porch that's on a busy street. That's like, here's a porch and yeah. you can see a box on it. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, I was all nervous about that, but anyway, the 30th rolls around. I'm like, okay, it'll be on time. Doesn't show up. I'm like, okay, it'll be a day late next day, whatever. Then I start going online. Then I find a, a Reddit thread, um, from a few days prior from people that had ordered even a couple days earlier than me that were like their order date or their ship date was like the 28th or whatever, the 29th. Um, and they were in the same sort of boat. They're like, my customer portal never changed. My delivery date came and went. Should I be concerned? And this Reddit thread just growing and growing and growing more people being like, same here, same here. My date came, my date went, what's going on? Who do we contact? Walmart knows nothing. Yeah, Yeah. And so it was like this huge issue at least it made me feel better. No, I wasn't alone. Like right. it's not like there, my yeah. specific order got There's bored and everyone else. But the the other weird thing is like, oh yeah, I ordered on the twenty second. My buddy ordered a day later and he got his right. So there was people out there from that batch that got got oh, their weird. system. Okay. So that made it a little bit weirder. But anyway, so the power of Reddit. There's like a few hundred people in this thread by now. Um, emailing all the different companies involved, the third party companies and stuff like that, finding the CEOs on LinkedIn, oh, <laughs> like, no. you know, like doing what Reddit does basically to create a bunch of noise and be like, what the hell's going on? Um, and so finally, I forget what day it was. I think it was July, I don't know, third or something like that. A few days after my thing never showed up. Um, 
I just get a random text message that's like, oh, hey, um, you ordered this all access thing and Walmart doesn't actually have the stock. So we've just canceled your order. Uh, your credit line will stay open. The hard inquiry on your credit will stay. OK, bye. And it was like, yeah, that happened when the Xbox first came out and people lost their fucking minds because it was like, dude, you did like a hard pull on my credit. And they're yeah. just like, sorry, we don't have an Xbox. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. So um, annoying. And like after this happened, I was super annoyed. And I was like, it was like, oh, well, don't worry. You can still use your line of credit. The Walmart thinks they might get more in August or something. And I was like, fuck off. Like I've been waiting for this thing for a week and a half thinking it was going to come on yeah, this yeah. day or whatever. Um, I don't want to wait around for you guys to figure it out. You know, uh, at that point, I was I I. I got a new tv basically for this and stuff you know what i mean like i was all hot and ready for this this series x so um i did the i did the unthinkable in a moment of weakness and uh bought one from a scalper oh no jared how much more did you pay over retail 100 bucks oh that's not too bad it's not um Earlier, closer to the system's launch, they were going for like over a grand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's still a couple of clowns that are like, "Ooh, like eleven hundred. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like no. But I, it, I searched for it on eBay, saved a few auctions that were ending soon, whatever. Got one, free shipping, all that stuff. So in the end, it's it was like exactly a hundred dollars extra from what I would have been paying normally. Yeah. No two years of Game Pass, but that's fine. I have Game Pass. I have Microsoft points saved up where I, I have Game Pass for like the next year and a half without having to pay for it. But yeah. um, so anyway, that is supposed to show up today. It is out for delivery right now, the eBay okay. one. Um, so just so you know, if I have to hop up and go answer the door, that's why. Oh, that's You'll have to reason. entertain people by yourself. But anyway, um, yeah, the whole thing was just a debacle. It was really off-putting. And then the whole like hard credit inquiry thing is really annoying too. Um, and I've come to find out that like this third party company, like the CEO actually got back to some of the Reddit people that were found him and were bugging him. And was basically like, yeah, dude, this sucks. And I feel your pain and I'm sorry and all this stuff. And he's, and he's like, you know, email us from this support email right here. Um, and say, you know, you want to cancel the line of credit and you want us on your behalf to, um, go to the credit and companies and, and mm-hmm. get that hard inquiry removed. Apparently that's something they can do. Interesting. Um, so that's going to be I'm actually I'm waiting to make sure the eBay console is is not just an empty box or something. Yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for everything to an empty box work with out brick in fine. It. Yeah, make sure the new thing works like whatever before I go through this process of trying to cancel this whole debacle and forget it ever existed. But if for some reason the eBay one doesn't work out, I'll maybe just see the the other fun wrinkle to this is that some of the people that were in that Reddit thread that got the same problem got their order just canceled out from under them. Um a few days later, get a follow-up text. It's like, oh, actually, good news. There's some in stock. Uh, yours is delivering July 19th. Oh, jeez. And so they're like, uh, it, some people are like, dude, once you said it was canceled, I found one somewhere else. Like, I guess yeah, Target yeah, yeah. around that same time got a big sub- shipment. So a bunch of people were like, hey, I just checked, like, the Hot Stock app or whatever. Yeah, they and, so I um, use, um, found one through Target. So nowinstock.net um, uh-huh, has, uh-huh. Um, I think they're Telegram channels or something that you can subscribe to and basically get a notification mm. when any of them pop up. And I just have been too lazy to unsubscribe. But, like, you know, if you stay on top of it, um, I would say, like, you're patient. every week there's an opportunity yeah. to get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not, like, totally, uh, you know, 
an impossible task to where you have, I mean, I was just desperate and annoyed, which is why I sprung for the eBay one. But like, you know, if I had just had any sort of patience whatsoever, I could have just waited a week and like found one somewhere. But so anyway, the whole thing has been a, a really annoying process and uh i can't in good conscience recommend anybody do the all access although to be fair a lot of people in that same thread were like oh that's weird i went gamestop and got it in two days and it was fine or i went through best buy and it was fine targets was fine it's really just this walmart one that seems to have been messed up which is kind of par for the course yeah but walmart at the same time i wonder if like walmart had like maybe like a hundred consoles or something like that and because it like stayed up and available for order for so long like it probably got posted like everywhere and resulting yeah, in like thousands and thousands and thousands of orders. Maybe. I mean, there was definitely, for the people in the Reddit thread, I mean, several hundred. Um, for the people that never even bothered to go online and find out, they just were in this same situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say there's at least a thousand people that got like a screwed up order. So, um, but also, I don't know how true this is. Some of the people that were going through the different support channels, um, somebody mentioned Walmart it's not Walmart stock. It's this own third-party company's stock. It's oh, a separate okay. stock. So it's not like a, um, it's not like a, because at the same time, Walmart got a restock through their normal website. So a bunch mm. of people were able to order them from there, but everyone that already had the all access one didn't even try for those because they figured they were getting one. Man, so when they get the cancellation order, they were like, dude, Walmart just restocked. I could have tried to get one last night, but I thought mine was on the way. So anyway, it's just a huge, huge shit show. Um, and so as much as I think the all access program is great, I don't know. I don't wish this upon anybody. I'm just, um, but really I do kind of think it was, that it's not I do Microsoft. think it was kind of a one-off screw up. Yeah. I, yeah. I, my, and Microsoft, it makes them look bad when stuff like this goes bad. Right. Yeah. Um, you would think they would want a, a bigger hand in this and it's not like they don't have the means to, e- even if they have third parties handling a lot of the logistics stuff, they can be in the mix, you know? kind of like uh, directing all this stuff or managing it or whatever. Um, so if there's problems like this, there's at least some sort of recourse because that was really one of the most frustrating things is like you email all these emails and they just go unanswered yeah. until you you track down a CEO on LinkedIn. And yeah, that's never demand a great answers. sign. Yeah. Huh. So anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Like, you know, when I first <clears> heard about the All Access Pass, I was like, I, I thought I was like, oh, man, this is genius for Microsoft to get involved in this to like administer selling their own consoles because they have the Microsoft Store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, why would you, I, why would you assume this is know. anything other than like another thing happening on the Microsoft store instead of like yeah. a weird spider web of third parties? I totally agree. I think it's super weird that they uh, don't have anything to do with it. So, huh. um, anywho, that's been my last two weeks is being annoyed about all this well, a roller coaster of emotions, but, um, sounds like you're hours away from playing uh, Warzone then. Hopefully it all ends today. I'm, I'm, knocking on on uh, ikea fake wood because you know after all this the ups truck exploding in front of my house or something i feel like isn't like without you know out of the realm of possibility you get an but, xbox um, like the original xbox and then like yeah, look at the yeah. auction and be like oh actually the description mentioned it's for original xbox well that was the first thing um pam said was like when i was like yeah i was pissed off and ordered one on ebay i don't even care anymore like, is it like an empty box? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I honestly don't know anymore. Um, but uh, one of the cool things, so um, the TV I mentioned, I got a new TV, and I, I had plenty of time to get all that set up and ready for the Xbox. It never came. But um, 
it's been fun. Like I said, I've said many times before, I never cared about 4K, never got a 4K TV, always had just 1080Ps and it had been fine. But now I have this 4K TV and fuck, I feel like I've been missing out. It looks (laughs) so much better. Yeah. Um, Because I always, you know. The Disney Plus stuff, like the Marvel movies on Disney Plus are insane. Ooh, I haven't done that yet. I've, I've, I've dipped into some of the 4K on YouTube stuff. And then Apple TVs um, has a few things that are, or, or I mean, um, YouTube TV has, uh, f- they just started 4K service, but you have to pay an extra 15 bucks a month. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. if I care that much. But maybe when I upgrade my living room TV to a 4K, I'll care about something like that. But for now... Um, yeah, I've just been watching different things on TV. It's pretty mind-blowing how good 4K looks. And then um, I hooked the Switch up to the TV because I would have, I, I don't know, I figured I've got to hook something up to it. I don't have an Xbox. So um, that, even though it's not 4K, it's just a regular Switch, um, still looks really good. And it's fun to actually play the Switch on a TV, which is something I've only done like twice in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I actually have my Xbox One, OG Xbox One, hooked up to it too, because I'm kind of getting things prepared so I can transfer stuff over to the new console. Um, and that thing, once you plug it in, it's like, oh, a smart HDMI port has been detected. I'm, you know, making everything look nice for you or whatever. Yeah. Um, even just regular ass Xbox One games look better on 4K. Um, so yeah, it's been really TV, nice. Like, I really like this. TV. Knows that I've got an Xbox plugged in. I was like, okay, cool. We're switching to game yeah. mode, like all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh damn, that's neat. Yeah, I, I guess that's HDMI 2.1 for you because it's uh, it's all super smart and uh, knows what's going on. So pretty cool. Very happy with the TV. Yeah, I think um, hopefully if you turn on all the HDR stuff on the Apple TV and like, yeah. uh, for me, I think the most impressive 4K thing is like the little like Marvel intro thing before their movies, like. I don't oh, know. Really? It just looks like so crisp and like so bright yeah. and colorful. It's like yeah. it looks fake. I mean, I don't know. It's, like I, the the um, Apple TV like main menu looks super oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, when it goes to like its screensavers, like all the aerial slow motion video stuff. Oh God, I could just watch that for hours. I mean, I should just cancel YouTube TV and just yeah. watch screensavers. Watch screensaver. I'd be perfectly happy with that. Um, but yeah, then the, another funny thing is so this. TV does Dolby Atmos or whatever, Dolby Vision, I guess it's called. And um, the Apple TV, it's like, oh, do you want to switch to Dolby Vision? And that's sort of like listed as like the top tier thing. Right. Um, and so I'm like, okay. So I like click that on. And I don't, I didn't like how it looked at all. Oh, really? I don't know if you've ever tried it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It made everything look really like dingy and just kind of brownish. And I was like, dang, this is like the Dolby Vision that's supposed to be like it's amazing. A it's a different color profile. It's You have to watch Dolby Vision yeah. content with Dolby vision on like that's the maybe that's like, seriously it. try Disney plus like watch some of the like watch the Avengers or something okay like that. okay because it was enough it 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 and it, I admit it could just be me used to the color profile yeah. of like my old TV and the the one that this one is on when it's not in Dolby vision but it just looked off to me and I couldn't hang so I switched it back to HDR which looks great yeah, the, um, um, so I don't know. I'll have to play around with it some more. A lot of the tricks that like shittier TVs will will use because they don't have very good black levels is it'll just like totally blow the colors yeah. out. So when you look at it, you're like, oh my yeah. god, these colors are so bright and vibrant. When like that's yeah. like not how it should be. But you yeah. know, it's like you're used to it and it looks good because it's like drowning out the bad blacks and stuff. I that's how my old TV was because I'd watch baseball games and it's like everything looks fine, everything looks fine, and then they do a wide shot of the whole field and I'm like the grass is like the brightest green I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, gr- baseball grass is that uh, bright, but um, 
so yeah and then uh one other comment on my tv real quick is that uh i specifically when i bought my last tv like 10 years ago and about five years ago when i moved in my house and i bought a new tv for the living room um specifically never wanted a smart tv anything no mm -hmm. smart nothing no internet connection nothing i just wanted tv to hook things up to and it and that's it um, and my old TV in my office was that way, the one that I just replaced with this one. It didn't even have smart TV anything. You couldn't, I think you could go online to like update firmware, but I never even did that. Um, and then the TV in my living room, which is uh, several years newer, is a smart TV. And I just never hooked it in the internet. I'd never connected it to nothing. Because I was like, I don't want any of that shit. I know yeah. all the tracking stuff they do. I don't want to. Well, this TV, you kind of can't get away with not having it on the internet. Um, and so it's on, it's on my Wi-Fi, and um, man, what a shitty experience this is! There's it's ads all over the menus right? and like, stuff, and like it's slow, and it's everything I knew I hated and didn't want, and mm -hmm. specifically avoided when I bought my other TVs. Um, so that's kind of disappointing. I mean, like, I don't know. I just don't see the point in having like apps on your TV and stuff when all those same apps are on my Apple TV, which is what I bought the TV to hook up to yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, I have the recently bought, well not recently, I guess quite a while ago now, but bought the LG C10 um, OLED yeah. TV, you know? And, and I was yeah. like, Oh man, I bet the smart TV stuff on this is going to be really cool. Cause my last TV was like super jank and really slow. I was like, no, it's like the yeah. same shit. It's like yeah, brand new TV. And you're like the, like when you, browse netflix and like hit the remote down a couple times like pauses and then like yeah. shoots down like 10 that seems insane to me that i have the same problem this is a this year's model yeah and it's it's supposedly the new version of its operating system for the tv it's, how is it that bad yeah I don't, <sighs> I don't know it drives me that's the one thing i i can't stand so yeah but whatever anywho that's my xbox debacle uh, hopefully well, it all comes quick, to an end. Quick update today. on my RG three fifty one V journey. Yeah. I'm oh, I meant to talk to you about this. Sixteen hours into Chrono Trigger, just about to beat it. I really, really am happy with this thing. Like I installed mm -hmm. some custom firmware on it, and it's just you know started using the retro achievement stuff, and it's mm, extremely retro cool so for hundred bucks. Yeah. What firmware do you elect? The, yeah, you're on three fifty one elect. But everyone's talking yeah, about like the the new Super Nintendo core on Arc OS or whatever. So I was thinking like yeah. maybe next time at Walmart I'll drop ten bucks on another micro SD card to like right. install it on that one and see which one I like better. I think it's good to try them both and mess around. But like I said before, there's like pros and cons to each, and I, it's you're not really yeah. bad off going with either. But um, so I saw you mention on Twitter though that your first time playing Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I'm also my first time playing Chrono Trigger. Very good. Uh, it's one of my. Um, you know, gamer shames, my, my secret shames, but, um, yeah, I've never actually played through Chrono Trigger. And, um, so I did, when I got this thing specifically, I was like, that was one of the games I was like, I'm going to finally play that. Um, I think you're probably farther than me if you're about to beat it, but about to beat it with Chrono Trigger can mean so many different things. Cause you can, oh, no. you can I, after transport I, to the boss within like 10 minutes of the game starting yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So no, after I tweeted that um, I played like 20 minutes more and like, it's very clear that I'm like at the end of the game. Now it's like, oh, okay. It's like giving me the, okay, well remember there's side quests you can do, but you know, if you want to beat the end boss, he's through that door. Yeah. Go, go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm still not that far and I haven't played. I actually, I've, been playing um did you ever put the mario 64 port on your thing no i've played mario 64 i, I have it on my switch i haven't even loaded it once so yeah same here actually but do it man i'm telling you the 60 frame per second version there's something about it it makes it so much fun i've been obsessively playing that i have like 52 stars or something okay 
Maybe I'll check that out. It's worth it. I think it's worth doing. After this, I want to play Sukoden again on the PlayStation. I love that game. I never played that, but I have it on there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, For me, like most of the games that I got as a kid, like came from the video rental store, you know? So like Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. very difficult to get through any RPG thing inside of, you know, like Mm -hmm. the two day rental or whatever, basically like, like most of those like very classic RPGs, you know, like the different Final Fantasies and stuff like that. Like I've played the first six hours of them. You know, mm-hmm. but anything beyond that was just kind of like a, a blank for me. So it's been cool to, you know, go through and kind of like see how yeah. these games end. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I love this little thing. It's a constant companion. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, we can talk about mobile gaming stuff, too, because uh, sure. set aside a few things to talk about. I guess we could start with the X Cloud stuff. Um so Xbox Cloud Gaming, that's the official new name for Project X Cloud. Um, it's now available to all if you're in, you know, the right country. I'm sure there's a handful of countries out there where there's no Game Pass. But if you have Game Pass in your country and you're a subscriber, um, Game Pass Ultimate, you can now check out the cloud gaming stuff on your iOS device or Windows 10 device via the browser. And um it's cool. It, this also coincided with what they they had mentioned earlier that they were going to do. Um, they upgraded all of their cloud streaming hardware to Series X hardware, and previously previously is running on Xbox One X hardware. Hmm. Um, and so, supposedly, that's supposed to make it, um, you know, be able to uh, stream higher resolutions at better frame rates and better connections all around, just better. Um, my experience so far is that uh, it's still got a ways to go, but still very cool. Even back last year when I got my stupid Fire tablet just to try out the xCloud stuff on Android, um, it was really like when it works, it's like magic. But when it, but like when it doesn't work, it's really right. annoying and bad. That's so, been I've been watching like the <laughs> the vibe on Twitter that like friends yeah. of mine have been going through, where it's like, okay, this is. Kind of, I can see why people would think this is cool, but it kind of works for, like shit for me. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think the dream is like I don't even need a console. I just subscribe to Game Pass and play it on whatever the hell I want. Yeah, that's the dream. That dream is years down the road. But yeah, you can see like the the beginnings of it here, and um, you know, if you get yourself on a, a solid connection and play the right game. Um, cause right now there's definitely still a problem with like input lag stuff. So you're not going to play a shooter competitively or anything like that. Um, but like, you know, I play like hotshot racing and stuff was super fun and, um, noticeably better, um, speeds in terms of like just loading up the main menu where you select the games you want to play. Um, but also getting into the game is way, way faster than yeah. it was previously. And I imagine that has to do with the series X upgrade. But um, when you're actually playing the game itself, it can be very hit and miss. It can be laggy. The input lag can be bad. Um, So it's all about kind of like finding the right game and then, um, you know, using this as like a secondary bonus type thing. Right. And being like, oh, it's cool. I can hop in and play a couple Xbox games on my phone. And 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 then, you know, Microsoft does a great job with they have so many games that have native touch control support, which is really cool. So like. If you're somewhere and you randomly want to play Minecraft Dungeons, like you can hop on your phone and do that without even having to have a controller with you or whatever. And I think that's really great. Yeah. So, like I said, like all the 
the uh, the seeds of this being something amazing down the road are there, but it's not quite there yet. And if you're expecting it to be an amazing experience and 100% solid all around, it's not yet. But I mean, it's cool. It's free though. Well, I mean, effectively free. Yeah. You know, just the value. I mean, it seems pretty good. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you already have Game Pass and you you know enjoy that, this is just another way to try and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I it's mean, very much worth trying out. Yeah. I mean, it seems, you know, obviously all this stuff just needs to get better. Right. But it, it seems yeah. very, it would be very cool to me to think that we could one day live in a future where it's like, oh shit, like I got to go somewhere for work. Like I'm just going to, I'll just bring my Xbox controller and then pair yeah. that with my iPad. And then I can play Warzone with my friends, even though I'm in my hotel or whatever. Yeah. Right. 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 You yeah. Know? That's the dream. And, um, and like, you know, maybe it's not like, like the best experience but like you know 95 percent of the way there is still pretty fucking cool you know yeah or if you're like um deep into like a single player game that you want to just continue like that yeah. type of stuff is really cool so um but also so like on my windows laptop it's um there's a game pass app or an xbox app or what that has the game pass games in it um that you can download for pc and um it's just really janky and so for for me, it's like, man, if this stuff were good, I'd much rather just play mm-hmm. in a browser and not have to download dozens of gigs worth of crap just to find out that it like doesn't run great on my PC or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's like this huge bug that's been ongoing for years with deleting Game Pass games from your PC where it doesn't actually delete the space. And so people find out that their hard drive's full and they don't know why. And it's like just a huge issue. So for me, it's like I sort of stay away from the game pass app on PC now because of that. But, um, it'd be cool to have just another way to enjoy game pass. So that's the dream. It's not quite there yet, but worth trying. Um, if you you have game pass, can you, um, well, I think we actually a pretty cool use case for this is like, um, so a lot of people that have Comcast, um, have a one terabyte monthly data allotment, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I, I've been in situations with like friends of mine that play Xbox games with where it's like, oh, cool. This this new game came out. Oh, shit. It's 100 gigabytes. Like it's going to blast mm-hmm. me over for the month. And I don't even mm-hmm, know if I mm-hmm. like it. You know, this this yeah. new thing on Game Pass. Um, is, is it possible on your Xbox to like preview a game with this cloud gaming stuff to to see if you like it before you actually like download the full version? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and I know Microsoft has said they want to bring this to console. It's just not there yet. But mm-hmm. like, I've thought about that too, where it's like, and, and so many people I know have filled up their one terabyte on the Series X, right? Oh, yeah, then, no, I'm, dude, if you have uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Cold War, and Warzone, like basically like the whole enchilada to play modern multiplayer Call of Duty, um, that's your whole Xbox. It's your whole Xbox. <laughs> you have room for yeah. like maybe like one or two other games that's yeah see that's insane to me um and so yeah i it's it's it seems crazy to me to be like i'm going to download this 90 gig game to see if i like it oh i don't yeah um instead of like let me fire it up and then you know if i like it i'll download the whole thing and and play through it or whatever but you know i don't want to commit to it yet yeah i think that's something that's i know microsoft has has said they're going to bring it to console um specifically for use cases like that. So I think that'll be really cool. But yeah. So anyway, try out xCloud if you haven't yet. Oh, sorry. xCloud, Xbox cloud gaming is what it's called now. I mean, I think like Uh, imagine when 5G really becomes a thing like this has potential to be cool. I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah. I think I think people are too quick to just kind of like dump on this now. It's like, oh, I tried it. It works like shit. It sucks. Yeah. No, the, you definitely can't do that. You, you know, have to when it's take like, it with a grain of salt of, of it's a work in progress type yeah. thing. No, I mean. And from that angle, it's very impressive. Yeah. So. Like, like imagine if this thing worked as advertised and you could just do it on your cell phone over 5G anywhere you want. Like right. that would be yeah, super duper right. cool. And like that's where we're headed kind of, I guess. Yeah. But. Well, I, I think it's a, a, you know, another console generation out at least like oh, a five probably. to six year, yeah. maybe five to 10 year even, but it's still cool um, to lay the groundwork now. I mean, I'm sure for sure. I'm sure there will be people where it's like, this is the primary way they play. And you're like, maybe it's yeah. not as good, but like, whatever, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the 500 bucks to buy a new console so yeah. I can play on my phone now. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, another nugget of, uh, online discourse, dissatisfaction discourse oh yeah uh the final fantasy pixel remasters um man there's sure been a lot of talk about these things um i think our last show was when they were first announced and we talked about it but basically um final fantasy one through six square enix is remastering them in a uh old school manner they're calling pixel remaster which essentially means they're redrawing all the sprites to look modern but not look like smooth and gross like some of their remaster stuff they've done before i don't know it's hard to explain i think it looks fine but i yeah. i'm not i, I don't know well, i don't have any strong opinions about this what, what i think is so interesting about i think we talked about this two weeks ago is that like so many of these old games were were built with graphics based on the understanding that like they would go through a crt yeah. right yeah and uh, you know originally i was like yeah it makes sense i don't i mean i'm sure it probably looks different but i don't know how different it could possibly look because i don't really i mean right. so long ago i don't really remember and certainly never did like a side by side where it's like oh cool like let right. me let me play my super nintendo on an lcd and then like get my <laughs> yeah, get a crt right. and do it next to it you know so yeah um but i saw an article someone posted somewhere of like what these sprites are actually supposed to look like through like the mm-hmm. magic of you know like crt scan lines and stuff like that and yeah. it's like kind of wild how much more detail you get out of a lack of detail as weird as that's yeah. going to sound yeah. um you know and and like one of the th- one of the, i think the article i showed was like uh, that i saw i had a lot of comparisons like symphony of the night on like a mm-hmm. modern mm-hmm. tv mm-hmm. versus like a crt and stuff and yeah. it's just really cool the kind of tricks that they were able to pull off with with these yeah. kind of you know like pixel-based games back in the day and you know yeah. through, the, through that lens like it does kind of make sense where you know, you can make the argument of like, hey, these games, as people play them now, are really not representative of like the original vision of these games. So like we're right. like redoing the art to be closer to what was originally imagined and what we were trying yeah. to go for after things kind of went through the magic of, you know, the cathode ray tube. Right. Right. Um, which I think is cool and reasonable and everything else. And, yeah. Uh, you know, of course, this is cool and reasonable and Internet don't yeah. mix. Yeah, right. No, I, I agree. And I think um, it's weird that I've never really thought about it because I grew up playing on tube TVs um, and never really thinking about it. And then when HDTV things came around um, and I was always really into going back and playing old games or whatever, I was always, especially when they would re-release on Wii or Xbox Live or whatever, um, especially on Xbox Live because they default to like the really gross like blurry filter mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, I would always turn all that crap off. I always wanted like my razor sharp pixels. And um, I think a lot of people grew up, uh, people slightly younger than us, grew up playing emulators and stuff and fully razor sharp pixel 
uh, ways and think that that's how games should look, right? Um, and so when they get changed, that's what makes them mad because they're like, I'm used to the sprite looking this way when in reality that sprite was not supposed to look razor sharp on a screen like that, you know? Um, so it kind of makes sense for them to want to redraw it with an old school mentality but oh, see, okay, for a modern so display. Here that I just found it. it. It's not an article. It's a Twitter account called CRT Pixels. Like I just, yeah, that I guy just, is... Yeah. So I, I dumped that in, in Discord what I was talking about. But like, it's wild how this um like image of dracula so yeah if you just search for yeah. like search google for crt pixels symphony of the night and you'll probably the first thing will probably come up is um it's wild how much more detail the smoothing of yeah. the crt kind of provides because like when right. you when you play symphony of the night on a new lcd screen like dracula just has these like single individual like beady red eyes but like yeah. the way that the scan lines of a crt would work would actually make it look like those are he has eyes and they're just like red and kind of yeah. like you know smooths out all like the hair to make it look like actual hair and so just this like mess of pixels and stuff so yeah it's crazy i don't know i think it's really neat yeah um so anyway i don't know bottom line to me is square enix do whatever the hell you want i one one thing that i see people get mad about that i do agree with is when you mix different resolutions oh, of yeah, pixel yeah. art together looks really bad and that th these games seem to be kind of guilty of that because they're they're also going for like smooth text which i don't know there's i makes sense it's gonna have to like adjust to a variety of screen sizes and things like that and like making sure the text is clear to read yeah um that's something that's always really hard to go back yeah and play old systems like, the text is always really hard to read that's, so that's what's tricky for me on this one is like i totally understand the argument of like um yeah, you know, it's kind of like the same as like the original like Star Wars special editions, right? Where it's like this yeah. is what what George Lucas originally imagined, and everyone was like, "Oh, come on, this isn't fucking Star Wars. Get out of here!" This and objectively you know, his, bad. His thing was like, "No, this is like the like this is what I originally envisioned." Um, yeah. Like, if you're gonna make an argument like that, then like go whole hog into like making these like the best versions of the game that yeah. will ever exist. Make everything right? match right. Yeah. Instead, it's like it's like okay, the graphics are different. It's pissing everyone off, and then like. There's yeah. a tweet going around that like analyzed one of the screenshots where it's like every single thing on the screen was like a different pixel density between like yeah. the UI, the text, the sprites, the, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, no, I agree. Um, <clears throat> however, the other part of this whole story is that um, there's a lot of debate. Um, you'll recall that several weeks ago or a month ago or something more. Before they announced all this stuff, the Final Fantasy 3 and 4s on iOS got updated um, and their titles were changed to be, you know, specifically called the 3D remake versions of right, the game. Right, right, And so that that brought up the idea of like, oh, well, if they have to like call them that, that means they're going to planning on bringing out 3 and 4, the regular, not 3D remake versions. Um, and that was to pave the way for these Pixel Remaster announcements. Um, but then that, that made us question like, okay, so what about the other Final Fantasy games? Like every Final Fantasy game is basically on iOS already, um, or all the one through six. So what's going to happen to those? Are they going to be updated to these pixel remaster versions? Is there going to be a separate version released? If there is going to be a separate version, why haven't they updated the titles on all these to call them the old version or whatever? Right, right. Um, and so since that time, that's exactly what Square Enix has done. All these old ones are now um, being updated to be called old version, <laughs> and um, they're actually going to be delisted. De yeah, so, I like that they're like very specifically like old version is like the old name. Old version. 
the shitty version. Um, so yeah, all Final Fantasy one through six, they're all going to be delisted. Um, they're going to still work at least for now for the time being, and you'll still own them if you own them already, but these pixel remasters are going to be re-released individually as separate new games. Um, on Steam, it sounds like they're doing a a bundled discount for existing owners. So if you want to upgrade, basically, to these new Pixel Remaster versions and you owned all the old ones anyway, you can do so at a discount. I think that'll be possible on iOS. I'm not sure if they're going to do that or not. Um, but either way, it's kind of like a, a messy situation, I guess you could call it, because a lot of these games sold for like 15, 20 bucks pop back in the day. I guess, but and, um, you know, at, you know this, at the same time though, I mean, this, this is just kind of like mobile being weird, right? I mean, this is just kind of like, yeah. um, you know, because if you bought like, you know, say for instance, like final fantasy on the, I don't know, like the Wii U or something. Right. Yeah. And then they made a, a better, newer version for the switch. Like there would be no you question. Would, it's like, of course you yeah, have to buy that new buy version. It. It's a new yeah. version of the game. Like, yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, this weird mobile expectations of like, hey, I bought this thing on mobile 10 years ago. I should get this new yeah. version that you just put out for free. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. But I also feel like things always get weird when like things you bought just sort of disappear and are in a weird limbo yeah. of like your purchase history and you're not really sure what's going to happen to them. And maybe they break and maybe yeah, they get fixed. And I don't know. I wonder if <laughs> I, 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 I like have that same I vibe if if things worked forever on mobile. Right. If it was like, yeah, it was like, hey, this app that you bought in 2008, like just just tap compatibility mode and it'll play. Yeah. Right. You know, I I because that's that's really the case with like, I mean, Game systems, you don't really have that problem. They don't really last more than like five or so years. And then they stop getting supported after a certain amount of time. And the games that you have on them, and especially if they're like disc games, like they're just going to work anyway, you know. Um, You don't really have that when you look at something like the iPhone that's like an ongoing operating system that's constantly evolving every single year. It's getting upgraded and new hardware and stuff like that. Um, So... It's like a weird situation for games to be in that they're not normally in, except if you want to compare it to like PC games. And so PC games, you have that. Like it, if you want to run an old game on Windows 10 that hasn't been updated for Windows 10, mm-hmm. there's some hoops, but you'll be able to do it. Like there's some yeah. weird hoops, and if but you you'll be able to do enough, it. Like you can emulate yeah. it, you know, like DOSBox stuff, right? Like Yeah, you can emulate it or you can find a way to run it through an old system or or, uh, you know, w- whatever. There's ways to get old games to run on updated, you know, um, Windows software. Right. And I, I, I just wish that was the case with um, iOS, too. Because I think that would solve a lot of problems. And it's like, hey, yeah, you bought this Final Fantasy in 2015, and it's broke now. But you can just go to iOS 8 or whatever it was that came out back then, 6, and, um, you know, it'll run it in like a compatibility mode and you can play that version still. That yeah. would make me super happy. Right. Um, I don't see Apple ever doing that. but No, 0% chance. Um, yeah, totally. So anyway, um, all these new Pixel Remaster Final Fantasies, they're going to start launching July 28th. Um, it sounds like the first three are going to be the ones that come out first. And then the second three, nobody really knows sometime afterwards but we'll yeah. see what happens when all this stuff kicks off later this month yeah and like i don't know if you're pissed off by this man just emulate them they're like the easiest games in the world That's to find true. emulate like who gives also a shit very true and you can buy mm-hmm. them a million other ways if you don't want to do that like i don't and you can you can feel good about yourself because chances are you've bought every final fantasy like yeah. a handful of times already so yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you really want uh, to be like in the uh, moral and ethical green area, just buy this <laughs> and then emulate them. Like, right. Who cares? Uh, anywho, moving on, a new Rush Rally Origins was announced. I think it was announced last week, so we didn't talk about it on the podcast yet. But anyway, the Rush Rally games are really, really good, made by one dude, and are the best rally games, rally racing games on mobile. So it's really impressive that one guy can make these. However, back in the day, um, the original Rush Rally came out. It was actually a top-down racing game, and uh, that was really cool. And then Rush Rally 2 came on. It moved things to a more traditional kind of behind-the-car or you know windshield view or whatever. Um a re- more regular style racing game. And that was the same with Rush Rally 3. Now, Rush Rally Origins wants to basically take all of the advancements the series has made up to Rush Rally 3's point in terms of visuals and racing and physics and all that good stuff, but revisit the top-down view of the first game and ba- make basically what they want to want to create, the ultimate top-down racing game. And uh, I think he can do it. Because the Rush Rally games are super good. So um, this week the uh, first trailer was released. And no surprises. It looks really good. Um, It's going to be launching in mid-August. I think August 19th is the date that uh, he's looking at. But it's not, I don't think, set in stone yet. But um, Rush Rally games are really good. Play them if you haven't yet. And look forward to the new Rush Rally Origins later next month. And watch the trailer if you haven't yet. It's really yeah. good. Right. Um, and this was kind of a surprise to me. The Kingdom Rush developer Ironhide announced a new game that's not a Kingdom Rush game, but it is a tower defense game. It's called Junk World. And the best way I found to describe it is it's like if Borderlands was a tower defense game. Yeah, that's a because good Because you look it. at it, yeah, it's got like that really like hyper neon colorful Borderlands-y post-apocalyptic look. But it's all like cartoony and Kingdom Rushy. Um, it looks really cool. It's uh, a lot of people are real mad because this is um, designed from the start to be a free to play game. Oh. And I mean, How I don't know. It, the the Kingdom Rush games aren't free to play, but they kind of are. But they do it in a really interesting way, where it's like basically the the in app stuff is for like extra characters that you can either earn through grinding or buy outright, but they also go on sale in like a cycle, you know, frequently. So it's not like a major deal. And I I feel like the games are very beatable with all the, the heroes that just come default. Right. So there's no need to run out and buy the the new people unless you just want to play the game in new ways, which that's a good way of doing in-app purchases. I think, um, it's almost like DLC and additional characters, but it's not needed. Um, this game seems a little more traditional free-to-play of, like, uh, grinding and upgrading. And there's a whole deck-building mechanic built into your you, how you build out your towers and stuff like that. Um, so people seem real mad about that, but I don't know. I trust Ironhide to do it right. They've done it right for four or five games, however many games they've done so far. Um, so I think this will end up being good, too. But watch the trailer for this one, too, if you haven't yet. It looks really good. Um, Kingdom Rush or, or Ironhide just has kind of like a, they have a certain style and they, their games are always so polished. Um, you can tell that this will be the same way. Yeah. Um, I mean, they make their games. Like I, I would be very surprised yeah. if this was like abusive free to play or whatever, you know, it's probably totally. No, I, I would be surprised too. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Um, 
So the game is very close to being soft launched in select territories on Android. Um, those territories would be the UK, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and Uruguay. Um, so you can actually pre-register for the game on Android in those uh, territories, and then you'll get you know the heads up of when you're able to download it or whatever. Can you hear my child screaming his head off in the background? Uh, I don't know. My dog just started barking, so we could have a competition. Maybe they're kindred spirits. They're yeah, both they upset about cahoots. something. Um, <laughs> anywho, Junk World is the name of the game from the King and Rush developers. Looks really cool. Coming soon. Yeah. Um, this was a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just. It's, it sounds. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this took me by surprise. A my friend Pedro version for mobile called My Friend Pedro ripe for revenge did you play this um, on the is, switch at all i didn't i i it's like on my wish list it's one of those games i really wanted to play and never got to it was really good like they they really kind of nailed the um kind of like if you took the movie john wick and turned it into like a 2.5d platformer like it's really yeah surprising how cool like it is and the, like like really gets slow motion right and yeah all this yeah. other stuff it looks like it. I've really wanted to play this for a long time. It's just never. It's one of those games I never ended up buying, even though it's been on sale a million times and, yeah. and never played. It's kind of got like um, a, almost like a Hotline Miami thing going for it. And like you die a lot, mm-hmm. but like when you actually like pull off what you're supposed to do, you're like, oh shit, that was really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like that's a game that would probably just translate straight over to mobile. Yeah, maybe. Um, but for whatever reason, they're actually making a special version. Um, it's kind of like chibi-fied graphics, and um, I imagine it'll be. Um, well, it's 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 so far it's going to be a free to start with a one-time premium unlock deal, so it's not like they're rejiggering it to be free to play or anything like that. But um, you know, I can see them releasing extra stuff for it down the line for for DLC for money, but uh, we'll see. But anyway, I thought it was interesting that they're they're making a whole new game instead of just porting the original but maybe there's reasons for that yeah when i when i played it i was kind of thinking like man this would be interesting on mobile with like a a line drawing based touchscreen because like so much of the Mm -hmm. game is kind of like like figuring out lining up your shot yeah what order you're gonna kill guys in and like how you're gonna like quickly move through a a level to kill guys before they see you or kill you or or whatever right and i just think that that like that sort of thing could work really well as kind of like a you know, it's kind of like taking it one level of abstraction higher. So it's not like you're yeah. specifically controlling how your character moves, but rather like where they go and how they, you know, interact with the game world, I guess. So maybe that's what right. this will do. I don't know. Maybe. I think uh, one thing we don't really know is how it'll control. And so maybe that's the whole reason for a new version is because it's super built around touchscreens or something. Yeah. Um, either way, looks really cool. It's uh, supposed to launch next month and there are his pre-orders live now. Um, what's the date here? Uh, today's July 9th. August 5th. Oh. So less than a month away. My friend Pedro, ripe for revenge. Um, looks really cool. And then the last thing I had to talk about this week, <coughs> excuse me, is the, uh, cyberpunk action RPG punishing gray Raven finally has a release date of July 16th. And there's a whole big pre-registration thing going on right now with uh, rewards. They've blown past all their goals. People are hot for this game. Um, I don't know if you've been following along or if you've heard of this game or whatever. I've been hearing about it for months. And it's one of those things where I've been like, oh, man, you know, I see everyone talking about this. And 
they're all excited for it. And so I should post something about it. And then I go to look things up and it's like, there's no good trailers for it at all. It's all like really confusing stuff. Yeah, I don't and understand. I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna wait. Like, how do these <laughs> games rack up like such a crazy, like pre-order number or you know whatever you want to call that when it's like you're showing me nothing? Like, yeah, and so <clears throat> digging into it further, it's it's a game that's been out in uh, like Asian markets since I think 2019. Hmm. Um, so it's been out there. So, I mean, you can find Let's Plays and you can get to the bottom of it or whatever. But in terms of, like, official, like, info, it's been, like, kind of weird to come by for this game. Um, but this week they made it a little bit better. They did release a proper pre-registration trailer, which gives you a better idea of, like, what the game is about. And the the links are up on the app stores for pre-ordering and stuff like that. Um, and so, basically, somebody described this game to me as... Um, the cyberpunk equivalent of Genshin Impact. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, that clicks for me because it's an action RPG, but with a really more um, like a, a character action style combat, like a Devil May Cry or, or something like that, God of War, um, that kind of combat. But with the whole like collecting and upgrading characters aspect, and then rather than being like a bright and colorful, cheery fantasy world, it's a dark gritty dystopian cyberpunk world which um also seems really cool for you know if you have, have been uh being driven crazy by paimon's squeaky bright cheery voice and yeah. stuff like that in genshin impact so i think there's definitely a big audience for a game like this the the grittier darker take on a something like genshin impact so that perked me up because i love genshin impact so much and um would be down to play kind of like a different version of that however I don't have time in my life to play both. <laughs> Dude, their time sucks. And um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see when this one comes out, which one ends up sticking. But it does look very cool. And um, the pre-ordering stuff, uh, it kicked off like I think four or five days ago. And then when I wrote this story, there's a counter um, on the website showing how many people pre-registered. It was at 480,000. And the final milestone was at 500. And so I posted this and I was basically like, dang, that final milestone is there. So go pre-order. And it was like by today, they they had to add a new goal of seven hundred thousand, which gives you like a, a rare character or some crazy stuff like that. And I'm like, oh dang! And this game's not coming out until next Friday, a week from today. So um, maybe they'll hit a million. I don't know. And that all sounds really crazy to me. And I was like, wow, you know, half a million people pre-registering. But I got a PR thing for PUBG New State, and they have 20 million pre-registers for the new PUBG game. So yeah. in terms of scale, like mobile's so crazy like that, where you're like, dang, half a million people pre-registered? But then PUBG's like, try 20 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't anyway, even know how you uh, like email 20 million people to tell them the game is out. I don't know. That, There's that no services like, out there that can handle that volume. That seems crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. So anyway... Um, Punishing Gray Raven looks really cool. Um, the storyline of this too, which I failed to touch on in the story I wrote, but, um, that's actually one of the more interesting things about it too, is that, uh, like a, um, like a virus comes down, there's a huge pandemic and basically, um, cyborgs come to life and start to rule the world. So humanity, um, flees and has to live on a spaceship above the world. Um, and so the Gray Ravens is like a group of like cops, basically like specialized cops. 
and they beam back down to the planet and they want to take care of these these cyborgs that have gone crazy and they want to basically reclaim the planet or whatever. And so that's your job. Um, also, all amidst a pandemic with a crazy virus called The Punishing. Um, it's a pretty cool premise for a game, I would say. So um, I thought that was interesting, too. But anyway, uh, this comes out next Friday. Um, maybe I'll have time to try it before we record next week. I don't know. But either way, it looks really cool. Might as well pre-register if you think you'll even try it because you're going to get a bunch of yeah. goodies for doing that. So even if you think you'll bounce off it and delete it, get the pre-registration stuff. Why not? Make and their numbers go up. It makes everyone feel make good. Make their numbers go up. It makes me happy to look at the website and <laughs> see the number go up. Um, that's all I had to talk about this week. Anything else on your mind? No. No. I uh, hope I get my Xbox today. Yeah. That's what's on my mind. So you can wait uh, the rest of the day blowing through your entire data cap to. Uh, or I guess yeah. you probably. Do you have a data cap Download on your game. 5G stuff? I, no, I don't actually, oh, well, which then, is amazing. Yeah. But, uh, How long does it take you <clears throat> to download a terabyte of shit? <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> Hopefully not long. Because uh, Warzone is big, man. It's, it's crazy. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to goof around with all that stuff all weekend, I think. Oh my God, my kid is just losing his mind. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and consider throwing a little support our way. Also, you can do your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon and uh, no extra cost to you. A little slice of anything you'd be buying anyway comes our way. And that can also add up and help us out a lot. Um, also, uh, send us some emails, podcast at toucharcade.com. We like getting emails. We like hearing from our readers. What's your reaction to me getting screwed out of Xbox All Access? Yeah, there you My go. My reaction is it sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with all that, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.